Pause the music. We said we're hurting some cheaters. There's going to be some cheaters over here. Hold on. And, and I trust the ladies, all right? They're not just hating on you guys. No, 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 no. And there's, there's probably... Okay, this is... I need a supervisor. I'm sorry. So look at... Mijo probably wasn't on. Look at him. Look at him. He's looking at him. He's biting. So we're going to start all over. Start to flip it again. We got to see it. We got to see it. No cheaters in the house. No cheaters in the house. Flip it over and then you gotta have the flower side up, flower side up. Flower side or decoration side up. Alright. Remember, everyone must be stepping on the blanket and at no time can be stepping on the floor. Alright, Lawrence, I want you to get my song ready again. Actually, play number three. That's, that's more tracking. Here we go. Yeah. On the count of three. One, two, three, go. Hey, don't be stepping off. Don't be stepping off. Don't be stepping off. The ladies are moving. Ladies are moving. No, don't be stepping off. You can't be holding on. There's no holding on. The ladies are moving fast. Ladies, stay on. Ladies, stay on. The guys are moving. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There they go. Guys, you kept make sure you're stepping on. Marco's gotta be stepping on. Here we go. Here they go. The guys are holding my fall. You fall, you're disqualified. Hey! Get back up. Hurry up right now. Guys one, guys one, give it up for the guys. You can put the music down for me, please. Put the music down. Play. Oh, that's what it was. Put the music down. Put the music down. Put the music down. Here we go. Okay, yeah. All right. Here, here's 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 what. I, this is what I saw. This is what I saw. I saw Alec fall completely off the blanket, which automatically would disqualify them, and the ladies struggling because they had no space. There is a redo. There is one more time. You guys must work together. I feel like I'm back in my... Flip it over. Ladies, get the chair out the way. Flip it over one more time. I feel like I'm back at my mom's kitchen table or kitchen working with my brother. That's right. That's right. You guys got to work with each other. One last time. You got to muster it up. All right. I feel I'm back. Seven years old. No, it's not. 
No, it's the same size. It's just a lot of flowers. All right, here we go. Ladies, do you have do you have do you have enough space? All right. Here we go. On three. One. Get the music ready. Two. Three. Go. Guys, if you fall, you're disqualified. Wait, what are you doing? Aren't you playing? What are you doing? You should be on there, right? Don't be cheating. Guys, already cheating. Look at him. Kevin playing around. Oh! Disqualified. Sorry, that's it. That's it. Turn it off. Turn it off. Ladies, she fell. So there is essentially no real winner because the guys, Alec fell that last time, so you can't call that. So everyone is a tie. It's a tie. If you guys can do me a favor, fold up the blankets. Move the seats back for me, please. That was a nice effort. That was a nice try. It's a tie. Here we go, here we go. All I saw was Mariana just fly off the blanket. Like she just got jumped. Man, it was really intense. If I can have everybody move over on this side for me, please. Next time we play a game when we take your shoes off, remind me to bring Febreze. Literally, like I'm craving Doritos and Takis right now. And that's probably from your feet. <laughs> that's horrible. That's horrible. Yep, yep. You know you have a Mexican or Hispanic youth group when everybody takes off their shoes and it smells like chips. Yep. When white people be taking off their shoes, it smells like popcorn. <laughs> I smell like chips, like salsa truth chips. Here we go. No All right, y'all. Welcome to Elevate. That was weak. Welcome to Elevate. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, man. So this is what it is, guys. You did not win because the first time, I really didn't see it. Second time, someone fell off. And the third time, a lady fell off. So it's not really fair to say that anybody won. So we still don't thank you for spraying your perfume. We still don't know which is the better or who's better at sports. Or competitions, guys or gals, and we'll try that out next week as we prepare our ice cream, our ice cream, icebreaker for y'all. So let's give it up for the lovely Christina as she comes and shares some of our announcements. Come on! All right, now it's fine. Always a good icebreaker against my heart rate going. Elevate! Elevate! All right, some of you guys are tired. I can tell by the looks on your faces. Like someone just got back from a camp, right? Tired, we were babysitting all day. Some of you guys had work. I know how it is, but I am so happy you guys are all here. Amen, how many of you guys to be in the house of God tonight? Amen, no better place than the house of God. So welcome to Elevate. We are so glad you're all here. We are Metro Praise International Church, Most as most of you know. We are all about loving God and loving people. 
our vision here at Metro Praise. That is our vision, to love God and to love people. When we can find that in the Bible, it's not just something we came up with. It is what, it's a command of God to love God and love people. And how do we love God or how do we love people, right? Well, our strategy is exactly that. We connect and mentor and send people out. We connect people Tell to the cross. Mama, we explain who Jesus is, how we are all in need of a Savior, that no one is exempt from that, that we all fall short, and we need Jesus to save us. Well, thankfully, Jesus took our place on the cross. He paid the price for all sin, for all mankind, for all eternity, ever. And we can praise God for that. So when we get connected to the cross, we want to be mentored so we can actually be saved from our sins, but we want to live live in the fullness that God has for our lives and know Him more intimately. So we get mentored through discipleship. When we follow Jesus, we become a disciple. Amen? And how do we do that? Here at Metro Praise, you can do that through the 101 and the 201. Amen? How many 101ers do I have up in here? Amen. I've done 101 myself. Then after the 101, you guys go on to the 201. How many 201ers do I got? Amen. Praise the Lord. Awesome. So as you guys go through the one-on-one, two -one, any questions about that, please talk to myself, Pastor Adam, or any of the adult leaders here at Metro Praise. If you have questions, we would love to get you plugged in, keep connected into our discipleship program. The next one is to send you out. So once you've gone through our discipleship, and discipleship is a lifelong process, this is just something that you were preparing you to be sent out. Everyone go sent out. What did we do? I know, because it's tired, it's cool. Like but I'm feeling that today, nine, that nine, Jesus one. wants you guys so to be equipped. So our discipleship gets you ready so you can be prepared to defend the faith. So you know the Bible, so you can know God's plans and purposes for your life and what the Word of God says. We want to train you guys up in the Word of God so you guys can be sent out to share the gospel. Our goal is for 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches around the city and 500 churches to plant around the world. If you believe it, say amen. Amen. God can do all things. We are part of something really special here at Metro Praise. I'm really proud to be a part of it. Um, life groups happen for Elevate every second and fourth Tuesday of the month. Everyone say second and fourth. Second and fourth Tuesday of every month. So it's not every other anymore. It's every second and fourth. So the next one coming up is going to be on August 13th. We're gonna we'll be meeting at the church for that one for sure. So if you have any questions, please call Pastor Adam or myself. But also look into our Facebook page. I try to add as many of you as I can. If you haven't been added, let me know and I'll try to find you and add you to the group. But all the info, what we're doing, where we're meeting, what times, what to bring, what not to bring, all that stuff will be on the Facebook page, okay? How many of you guys have, know that you've been added to that group? The Facebook Life group. Mariana, you're on it. I think you guys are all on it. Yeah, I'm like, look at me like, like, I know you guys are on it. So anyway, yeah, that's the page. So if you have questions, I'm always posting things on there about updates for that. So that's where you can check that out. All right, next we have our offering. So you guys want to stand up with me. A tie is 10% of your income. So whatever you make, whatever you earn, we honor God with our 10%. Yes, 10%. Really, God gives us everything that we have. He's the ultimate provider. So really, we should be giving God all that we have. But really, He just has 10%. And I know sometimes it's hard. But when we give God 10, 
without you was making that love that you would make life. life. And now we are inviting God to bless us. Made it ain't like we you trust you. Like and when we really hold on to that 10%, it's like saying, no God, I don't trust you. I can do this on my own strength. I'm going to figure this out on my own. My own work. My own, my own needs. But really, that's not it. When we speak, I do that. Then we're saying, God, I trust you. We trust God. Guys, it's limitless. God will always provide. He always be the way. We have nothing to fear. We're the children of God. And we are living with obedience according to His will. Amen? My life has Christ that because... I don't make a lot of money, but I never go without because God's always providing for me. And um, an offering is anything you give after that time. So anything after that 10% is an offering unto the Lord. Come up as you give. And you guys can all get ready, prepare your hearts for worship. You guys, after you give offering, come up to the front for worship.
but we're going to be starting worship. We're actually doing a new song, and this is the new song that we're doing. Test to see if these things on. Can y'all hear me? Y'all hear me? I don't think y'all can hear me. Can y'all hear me? Alright, this first song, guys, we you heard Steph talk about it. It's a brand new song. And so we're gonna try it out. So if you hear us and we're making some mistakes, love us, don't judge us. But we want you guys, despite whether or not we're on it, we practice, and so we're going to give you guys our best. It's a new song, and so we hope you guys will like it. Amen? Oh, come on, Lawrence, drop a beat for me. Singing out, you're God. You are God, and I have found that your love is all around, bringing peace, bringing joy. Let the heavens resound of your love, of your grace, of your glorious name. You are here, you are near, you make all things clear. You are God, and I have found that your love is all around, bringing peace, bringing joy. Let the heavens resound. Of your love, of your grace, of your glorious name. You are here, you are near, you make all, all things clear. Your love has broken the chains in my life. Your grace is the reason why I'm alive. Your love is the reason why we're dancing. Everybody dance now. Come on, sing, you're the light. You're the light in this world. Now I'm free to leave my mark on this world that's looking for all your love and freedom. We will shout, we will raise for the rest of our days for your glorious name. Come on, sing, you love. Your love has broken the chains in my life. Your grace is the reason why I'm alive. Your love is the reason why 
We're dancing And everybody dance now Your love has broken a chance Come on, sing it out Your grace is the reason why I'm alive Your love is the reason why we're dancing Come on and jump And everybody dance now Your love has broken the chains in my life. Your grace is the reason why I'm alive. Your love is the reason why we're dancing. Come sing your love. Your love has broken the chains in my life. Your grace is the reason why I'm alive. Your love. There's a reason why we're dancing. Come on, just your voices, sing it out, your love. Your love has broken the chains in my life. Your love is the reason why we're dancing. Come on, just a voice and sing it out. Sing your love. Your grace is the reason why. We're dancing. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you're free in this place. Come on, this next song, I remember before I became youth pastor at Elevate, we used to play this a lot. And man, I was even a youth at this time when this song was out here. I mean, I was going from youth to leader. And uh, this song, this next song really blessed my life. So we can get the words up on the screen for me, please. Your love never fails. We're missing a couple words up there, but your love never will suffice. Amen. Come on, let's everybody in this place. Close your eyes. Come on. I want you to think right now what it means to be saved in this place. Half of you guys can't even sing songs to worship guys if you don't really re know the reason why you're singing. Some of you guys think that, man, this singing is just for you so you can sound good. It's not even for you. This worship, what we sing is, is, is unto God. And, and it's our opportunity to say, man, God, you're so worth it. God, for all the things you're doing in my life, for you saving me, God. You're giving me second chances upon second chances. Come on, you got to realize and understand why you're singing in this place. I want you guys to come up with three reasons. Come on, of why you're singing right now. We sing to you. You're so worthy, Lord. So worthy. Come on, sing nothing can separate. 
Nothing can separate Even if I ran away Cause your love never fails Sing, I know. I know I still make mistakes, but you have new mercies for me every day. Cause your love never fails. Come sing, you say the same. You say the same through the ages Cause your love never changes There may be pain in the night But joy comes in the morning And when the oceans rage I don't have to be afraid Because I know that you love me Your love never fails Come sing the wind is strong strong and the water's deep. I'm not alone here in these open seas, cause your love never fails. Come sing the chasm. The chasm is far too wide. I never thought I'd reach the other side Cause your love never fails Come on elevate, let's sing it out Come on, sing, you stay You stay the same through the ages Cause your love never changes There may be pain in the night But joy comes in the morning And when And when your sins rage I don't have to be afraid because I know that you love me Cause your love never fails Your love never fails Oh come on, tell them right now in your own words God, your love never fails it never fails Just when I think I've had enough Oh God, you overflow in my life Just when I think I've done too much I've made too many mistakes You've always there, you've always there
on singing, you make. Cause you make all things work together for my good. Cause you make all things work together for my Come say that. You make all things work together for my Come on and tell them you make, you make work together for my Oh, cause you make, cause you make, cause you make all things work together for my good. Yes, you make all things work together for my Oh, everything, Lord. Come on, sing it out. You make. You make all things work together for my. Every perfect gift comes from you. You make all things work together for my. Come on, sing. You stay. You say the same through the ages Cause your love never changes There may be pain in the night But joy comes in the morning And when And when the oceans rage I don't have to be afraid Because I know that you love me Your love never fails Never fails. Your love never fails, oh Lord. Your love it never fails me. It never fails me, God. We praise you in this place, God. We lift you high. We lift you high, Lord. Come on, I just want everybody to just get past the, the tiredness and just maybe everything you've had in your day. And I want you guys to really press in right now. We're going to sing this last song, I See Heaven. I don't want everybody to press in to give everything you got. Amen. You guys can look up at me really quickly. I really want us to go after the Lord in this place. And what I believe God has for everyone here is just found in the heart that's seeking Him. Amen. 
So if you got the tiredness all over upon your body, shake it off. Literally, the Bible says this, that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Man, there's a story that Jesus, he's about to get crucified. He's about to go and give his life for all mankind. But he's praying to the Father. He's like, Lord, your will be done. If this is your will, may it happen. But if not, may this cup pass from me. And Jesus was praying. And he goes to his disciples. He's like, hey, y'all, I'm going to go pray. You do the same. And the disciples like, we got you. So Jesus goes and he prays some of the most intense prayers you can ever pray. The Bible says that he was perspiring. He was sweating blood. Is that possible? Yes. If you're under so much duress and so much emotional uh, um, trial and even physical like um, um, pain, you, you can actually sweat blood. Jesus is praying, y'all, and he was sweating blood. Not because he was afraid. Because he knew it was the Father's will, and he knew what he was about to do. You know, it took everything that he had. He was God, but he was in the flesh. And he goes back to his disciples. And guess what they were doing? Fast asleep. Jesus, God, rebukes him. What are you guys doing? You can't stay awake and pray for a couple of hours? And he says this, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. What does that say? God never sleeps. It's not like we're singing now and God is in heaven sleeping. It's like, oh, I miss Elevate's worship. Oh, I guess I'll be with them at the right home. No, it doesn't work like that. He never sleeps. He goes around like a, whole, like a spirit looking for people who would worship him in spirit and in truth. doesn't matter if you're the youngest one here or the oldest one here. Who wants to go after God with me and say, God, doesn't matter if I'm feeling tired, God, I'm going to wake myself up. Because isn't it like, don't you tell your body what to do, right? You don't see someone just slapping themselves like, oh, my body wants to do that. Like, no, you can wake yourself up, right? You can worship Jesus with everything you got right now. You can do that. Oh, I'm just tired. No, you ain't. You can, you can do it, but you just choose not to. Is there anybody in this place that's going to choose to put God before how they're feeling and saying, God, you're worth more than that? Because it's about how you were feeling. You died on the cross for me. So if this is the time where, man, I haven't praised God throughout the week, and this time I get to do it now, I'm going to do it with everything I got and go after him and let him pour out something on me. Amen. So with all eyes closed in this place. God, we just pray for every heart here, God. We don't want to be the biggest cheerleaders. That's what worship pastors don't want to be. But, God, we just want to be worshipers in spirit and in truth. God, we surrender everything we have. God, our lives, our families, our ministries, our jobs, our money, everything. God, our futures, we leave it in your hands. God, I pray for every youth here, Father, that may feel tired. Father, I pray that you would stir up a passion in their heart. Got to see you high and lifted up, oh God. Come on, just lift up his name right now. Lift you up, oh God. We lift you up, we lift you up, oh God. Come on, if you want some of what God is doing right now, come on, just take a step forward closer to the stage. Come on, if you're ready and if you're serious in this place, sing, God, I'm gonna, I don't care if I feel tired. I'm going to worship you because you died on the cross for my sins. We're coming after you, Lord. We're coming after you, God.
I see heaven invading this place I see angels praising your holy name I sing praises, I sing praises I give you honor, glory Jesus Come sing it again, I see I see heaven invading this place I see angels praising your holy name and I sing praises, I sing praises, I give you honor, worthy Jesus. And we give you praise and all of the honor, you are our God, the one we live for. We give you praise and all of the glory, God. We give you praise and all of the honor, you are our God, the one we live for. We give you praise, all of the glory, God. Come sing it again, I see heaven. I see heaven invading this place. Come on, that's what we want. I see angels praising your holy name I sing praises, I sing praises I give you honor, worthy Jesus And we give you praise and all of the honor You are our God, the one we live for We give you praise all of the glory, God. Whoa. We give you praise and all of the honor. You are our God, the one we live for. We give you praise. All of the glory, God. It's all of the glory. It's all of the glory, God, we got. It's all of the glory, God. It's all of the glory, He's alone. Come on, see, we give you praise. We give you praise and all. Come on, lift it up. All of the glory, we sing it out, we give you praise, we give you praise, and all of the honor, you are our God, the one we live for, we give you praise, all of the glory, God, we sing it out, we give you praise, and all of the honor, you are our God, the one we live for, we give you praise, all of the glory, God. One more time, sing it out. We give you praise. All of the honor, you are our God. The one we live for, we give you praise. All of the glory, God. Let's 
flesh may want to give you God oh the king of kings and the lord of lords who came down and gave it all up just to be close to us oh just to be close with us right now. It's my desire, Lord. My desire, Lord. I believe you have something for me. I believe it, Lord. It's my desire. God, we thank you for all that you're doing in this place, God. We bless your holy name, God. God, we thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. God, despite the the lack of enthusiasm, God, you're still here. And you're wanting to move in power. And Father, I just pray right now, Lord, that God, our tiredness, God, our lack of passion, God, wouldn't stop you from moving on, on behalf of those who want you, God. So, God, we just pray, Lord, that you search our hearts, hungry hearts, and you fill hungry hearts in this place, God. God, we remember that you said that there was a lack of faith in the town, and because there was that lack of faith, you could not do anything. God, have mercy on us, God, for not giving you praise when we ought to give you the highest praise. And 
God, we ask that you move on behalf of those who are hungry, who are pressing in, God, who need a touch from you. We bless you and we thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You guys can do me the kind favor. Can you make your way somewhere towards the middle in the first and second row for me, please? Thank you. You do me a favor as, I, as I'm getting ready up here. Could you guys bust out your Bibles? Bust them out. Come on. I'll just move everything over here. It just depends, y'all. Just depends. Cool. Really quickly, I have a quick announcement before we um, get into the message. Uh, I have till 12 p.m. tonight, so we got a couple hours, so we're good. I literally think that I won't be able to preach all that I want today. So I think it might be a two-parter, and I'll get into that a little bit. But before I do, just want to give you guys some announcements. Um, we are having August 11th. That's a Sunday. Okay, put that in your calendar. August 11th, we are having a picnic at the lake as an entire church. We're actually having a conference. The 9th, the 10th, and the 11th is the last day. And it's going to end in our church service. And then after our church service, we are going to go out to the lake. All right? I think it's Lake, um, lake Michigan. Yeah, that's, where we're, that's the lake we're going to. But I think the beach is uh, Mancho's Beach. Um, there seems to be a lot of space for us to do a lot of things over there. And so what we want to do is we want to invite you guys out, keep on coming on Sunday mornings, but more specifically, we're having baptisms. Say what? Yes, baptisms, all right? So if you're wanting to get baptized, I said, man, you know what, Adam? I gave my life to the Lord, but I haven't been baptized, and you know, I was baptized as a kid. You know, I did the Catholic thing. I did all my little whatever, and, and I didn't really mean like... I didn't know what I meant when I was doing it. And I want to get baptized because God is doing something new in my heart. We want you guys to get baptized when we go out there. We're actually going to baptize you in the lake. It's going to be super cool. There's going to be Christians there. Non-Christians are going to be like, what? Like they love God that much? Yes, we do. So just some quick things. We want, we're going to have a sign-up for you guys. Um, so one of my leaders can probably have a, just a sheet of paper. Just put Elevate Baptisms. And you just sign up for it. And we'll get your information. And we'll kind of prep you and give you more information about that. But it's a picnic. The entire family's invited. Uh, food and fellowship at the cost of nothing. F-R-E-E. -E, free. So come on out. Um, come to the service. And then afterwards, we are going to Lake Michigan to the beach. Amen. Come on. Can somebody say amen? amen? You guys. If it wasn't. No, you know, I love Jesus. And, you know, there are times as a pastor when. You don't, know, you don't know what happens, and sometimes youth come in, and 
there's like a lack of energy and it's just like, and that's what summer does to you sometimes. You spend a lot of your time outside doing things. You come in here and it's just like, I love God, you know, and you wait for something to like get your goosebumps going. You got the goosebump test like, nope, he's not here. No goosebumps. And that's not how the Holy Spirit works. The majority of the time, it's our flesh. Hello. Our flesh that we need to get past. You know, I was brought up knowing that, man, you know what? A lot of times you may not feel like going to church. You may not feel like worshiping God. But you can't always go by what you feel. Hello, somebody. You need to go with the word of God says. And the word of God says that there is more. That for all who are thirsty, he will fill you up. God never sleeps. So every time you come with an earnest and the, the heart that desires to get more of God, he's going to fill you up every single time. And so if you're tired in this place, I hope that you would wake up um, and be alert. Because what I want to share with you today is a kind of a really important word um, that will take you probably um, your entire life. Maybe you guys may grow out of it. Maybe you won't. But just in case... Um, this is going to be a good word for you anyway. So I want you guys to bust out your Bibles. And if you got your Bibles, lift it up. Come on, let me see your Bibles. A lot of media. Anybody got the good old-fashioned, like, words on a page? Yeah, lift that up. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's legit. Many people are going to, like, the Bible Gateway, which is cool and everything. I appreciate both, but I'm going back to, like, flipping through the Bible I love it. You're just smelling the pages. It's, it's good. Writing on the Bible, like little notes, little nuggets that God has given. Um, so what I want to talk to you today, last week we didn't have service, y'all. And I know most of y'all missed us, but we were at camp, and this is the shirt they gave us, and this is the quote, the greatest week of your life. And we had a great time out there. I mean, Chicago had a heat wave. You better believe the heat wave was out there and we were outside, but we enjoyed ourselves. There was water. I mean, so many crazy activities, competitions. I'll see if I can download a video of some of the relay races they were doing. So intense. Some of you guys will get into it. Some of you guys will be like, what's that? Other you guys will be like, dude, I can win in that. And you know what? We had a great time in and one thing they said at camp kind of struck me, even as a pastor. I was like, man, that's good. That's really good. One of the guys who was, like, giving announcements saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. Don't do this. You can do this. At this time, this is what's happening. Just rules for camp. Because if you don't follow rules, everybody just goes, you know, bad things can happen. So he said this. He said, don't let your fun turn stupid. <laughs> was blowing some of your rhymes. I'll say that one more time. Don't let your fun turn stupid. And the whole idea was, he was saying that, hey, listen, we're here to have a great time. We're here to enjoy ourselves. And then maybe in your enjoying yourselves, maybe having that fun time, there may be something that you may do that is not going to be the smartest thing. And you'll cut off your fun at that time. And so it's basically knowing when to stop and knowing when's enough's enough and staying away from bad uh, choices. I... I for example, you know, I was younger, so I'll, I'll use that excuse. Uh, I believe I was a good seven years old, and that's when my father bought me a baseball mitt. We were playing baseball. He would take us to Humble Park. We would ride our bike to Humble Park, and I remember my dad on one side, me and my brother on the other, just throwing a ball. And this is, like, before I was, like, the baseball star that I am now. Uh, you know what I mean? So I was catching. It's just like, oh, I got hit, and I'm dropping balls. And be, my dad would do that. Like, as soon as he get off from work, hey, you guys ready to go? we go, and... And that's how I learned how to play baseball. And once you got me into baseball, I mean, it was baseball for life. You seen those shirts that say baseball is life? 
makes no sense, but like literally, like people wear them, especially if you're hardcore Puerto Rican. I mean, baseball is life to them. Not really, but pray for them. Anyways, um, I remember I'm thinking to myself, like, this is fun. I can do this all the time. So, you know, when you have a young guy, he's seven years old, he's <laughs> pretty young, and, uh, you know, you throw around a baseball, even if you're not outside, that's kind of how it works, even if you're indoors, and mom puts the rule, like, hey, enough of the baseball in the house. You're not throwing baseballs inside the house. So that was pretty easy to understand. How many of you guys know that mom says one thing, it's not like, what? She? No, 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 you're not throwing a baseball in the house. Got it. So me and my brother were like, what are we going to do? Mom said, we can't play baseball. She didn't say, we can't play soccer. Perfect. So we go, we bring out the soccer ball, and we're kicking it, and, you know, we turn the couch into, like, the goal, you know, like, the, the back of the couch. So we had to kick it really hard. If it go on a fly, it's a goal. So we get the smart idea to do that, and right behind is, is the glass, and we think to ourselves, like, man, man, Lando, like, couldn't that hit the glass? Like, you're right. So we end up going in front of my mom's china cabinet set. She has like this nice little, like, I don't know what they're called, but like nice glass. And in inside the glass are like cups that she never uses, like for display. And it's just like, that makes no sense to me. You spend a lot of money, but we all just get to stare at it. So anyways, so I remember me and my brother were playing, and there's the ball lined up. And, and I'm just like, I'm going to give it everything I got. And I kicked that thing, and I was very proud. My Mexican side came out. That thing was a bullet. Like, legitimately like it was just a blink and I just remember there goes the glass and all you hear mom what was that what was that oh we ran to our room just wait till your father gets home oh snap and so if someone would have told me then I probably still wouldn't understand but now you would tell me don't let your fun turn stupid and the way I look at it there's two kinds of stupid there's stupid then they're stupid you know what i mean I, I mean legitimately like man that was stupid that dude that was stupid like literally like s-t-u-u-u-u-u-u-p-i-d like you just can't believe that it got to that place there's two kinds and many of you guys have probably made the that man that was just stupid and majority of us have made them dude that was stupid like really did that happen like yes that happened and here's a question i want you guys to think about it why do people do stupid things? My voice is going, so that's actually the Jeopardy thing. Like, why do people do stupid things? Things we say, things we think, things that we do. Hello? And it doesn't just happen for unsaved people, because we can say, like, man, they don't know Jesus, that's why. But even for saved people. It's like, you did what? What? See, stupid, it, leads, it means like not smart, and it leads to bad choices, which produce unwanted consequences, which produce regret. And many of us have found ourselves making some pretty stupid choices and decisions. And um, you know what? When I read the Bible, I see that we're in good company. Because since the beginning... There are people making some pretty stupid choices, all right? And actually, what I want to do for this, we're going to go all the way from the beginning towards the end of the Bible and looking at people's choices, the good and the bad. Actually, we're going to highlight most of the bad. And one thing that I love about the Bible that you can't really discredit 
if people say, man, you can't believe that, it's just like people writing some stuff down to make you believe whatever you want to believe, and they're really controlling your mind. And See, think about the Bible. It talks about all these people that God used, but if you look at their lives and you read their story, the Bible doesn't hide their mistakes. The Bible doesn't edit that part out. Do you know what I mean? Like the bad stuff, like they did what? Like that's in the Bible? Like God used him? What? Like you can read that for yourselves. And most of you guys don't know about it because y'all don't go in the New Testament. Y'all do one of these. You open the middle of the Bible, Psalms. Some of y'all read it, Psalms. I'm going to read from Psalms today. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. Thank you, Jesus. Next day, Psalms 23. He must really want to be my shepherd or something. You know, no, no. And so you guys need to read your Bible. And I really want to get you guys into the mindset like, man, you're going to grow in your knowledge for God every time you get into the Bible. Okay? When we get into the Bible, that's why I so encourage you guys to bring your Bible here to church. Get into that habit here now. Because if it's hard for you to bring your Bible to church, it's pretty hard for you to open up your Bible during the middle of the week on your own. Let's be real. Hello? Uh, no, not me, Pastor. I'm in 201. And I bring, no, you don't. Quit playing. And so this is what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to bring your Bible. We're going to get into these stories. And actually, the first story, I want you guys to open up your Bible to Genesis chapter 3. And I'm going to be giving you the stories of some of the major characters in the Bible that did stupid things. I mean, pretty bad. Like, you hashtag stupid. You know, don't write your Bible there. That's, don't do that. But what I want to do, just have some fun. You know, everybody's into the whole hashtag this. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, like hashtag, I know I'm cool. Or hashtag, like... Praise God. You know, some of y'all take a picture, like you're like praying. Like one hand, you're like lifted up, and the other hand on the camera, like I'm praying. Hashtag glory to God. <laughs> Hashtag single. Hashtag, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Some of y'all do that, Jeremiah. Hey. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. He's embarrassed. He took that down a long time ago. Never mind. Here we go. Since the beginning of time, people have been making some bad choices. And here we go. Adam and Eve. Some of y'all know the story of Adam and Eve. We kind of went over it just a little bit. But just to hash it over, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the, he did. I love how the Bible is so like, there's no if, like in the beginning, God. There's no like in the beginning, this, that, that. No, in the beginning, God, he always was. And so in the beginning, God was there. And here he makes Adam and Eve, man and Woman, male and husband and not Adam and Steve. Hello, man and woman. And he blessed it. And so this is what they're doing. He said, listen, see this? This is all good. Like, I want you to have fun. You see all the fruit and all the animals? You see that lion? You can pet that lion. Yep. See, at that point in time, see, animals weren't aggressive. It may be weird. But animals weren't attacking each other. That's how it was. It wasn't like animals like chasing, killing each other. God had made it so good that all the animals could exist with each other. You guys ever think about that? Like imagine Adam walking in the cool of the day. Like he has a pet lion just petting it like, what's up? <laughs> you know, grabbing a banana. What's good? You know, that's how they had it. I think about that. Man, just don't get me weird. But like walking in the cool of the day. And they were naked, y'all. Okay. I'm not saying we get naked. Listen to me. Don't go back and tell your youth pastor is crazy. 
But God blessed it, and they didn't see it that way. In the beginning, Adam and his lion. <laughs> Just pet lion there. I'm making that part up, but here we go. Adam and Eve. God said, listen, the whole garden is yours. You can do whatever you want. Just don't eat from that tree. He said, hey, anything is a go, but that tree is off limits. And so when God says something, the Usually you guys should listen, right? Because if you don't listen, it's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty dumb. So God tells Adam and Eve, don't eat from this tree. And then we get here in Genesis chapter 3. If you're there, say I'm there. I still got to get there. Tell you, Internet. So convenient, but sometimes it's a hassle. Look at this thing freezing up on me. Are we there? Praise the Lord. Here we go. Chapter 3, verse 1, and it's actually entitled The Fall. It says this, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the women, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Basically, he's saying, Did God really say that? Are you sure? The woman said to the serpent, You may eat from the trees. Rather, yeah, the woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit. From the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garment. You must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye. And also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate it. Hold up. Wait a minute. God said don't eat from the tree. And we are reading that she did what? Oh, no. See, it was the girl that time, right? Right, fellas? It was a lady that time. Hold on a second. We go on in the story. Eve brings it to her husband like any good wife wanting to share what she had discovered. And they both eat from it. And God made the covenant. He said, listen, don't eat from this tree. And, and they do it. Pretty stupid, huh? Since the beginning of time. You see, I look at it like, man, you know what? We are a generation of people that if we were in Adam's shoes, probably would have made that decision. And you can't prove it. Adam and Eve were the first people. You can say, man, you know what? I wouldn't have done it, would you? Today in, in your life right now, do you make bad decisions? Do you do things that you know you should not do? Uh-huh. So here is the first man and woman, and God told them, don't do this, and they do it. That's uh, pretty stupid. Here's the hashtag for that. You know how like Eve comes to the husband and then this whole entire scene, if you read Genesis chapter 3, God rebukes him. He's like, hey, what are you guys doing? Then I told you not to do that. And this is my hashtag. Hashtag, that's what she said. Because I can see Adam going like, but that's what she said. She said, I can eat it. And so I ate it. It's like, no, -uh, I told you not to eat it. Dang. And so everything that we know now, sin, death, came into the world at that point in time. And that's the beginning. Somebody go, dang, that's, that's a bad way to start. Hello? Adam and Eve, stupid decisions. Here we go. Noah and the flood. As you keep on reading in the book of Genesis, you're going to see all these stories. And the next one that I want to get into is Noah and the flood. Genesis 6. And I want you guys to look at um, chapter 6, verses 5 through 7. And here's a little backdrop, okay? Genesis chapter 6, 
verses 5 through 7. Now, you have to understand, now some time has passed, okay? Some time has passed before Adam and Eve, and then we get to Noah's time. And this is in the Bible. I'm going to read it straight from the Bible. You guys, are, it's going to be up here. I'm going to read it from my uh, NIV. Or actually, this is NIT. Read it from the NIV, okay? And just so you know, this is my Bible. This is your Bible. You guys have your Bible. Chapter 6, verses 5 through 7. Let's read it. What, is, what does it say? The Lord saw how great wickedness on the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. Somebody say all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. What did that just say? The Lord regretted. Think to yourself, how bad could have gotten for God to say, man, I messed up. Like, I shouldn't have done that. He regretted it. I didn't put that in there. The Bible says that. Think about it. How bad were these guys acting? You want to talk about acting a fool. I mean, beginning of creation, here they are. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on earth. And his heart was deeply troubled. Verse 7. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created. And with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground. For I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And it started to rain. I'll tell y'all, I don't know what y'all did, but we're reading about the flood. So if y'all need to repent, there's an altar. Y'all can come. I don't want to get drowned. I know I'm safe. Right? I got a car. You know, I'll be floating up in that thing. See you later. <laughs> oh, forgive me, God. That can be so scary. You know what I mean? Actually, if. Dun, dun, dun. I'm just kidding. Um, here we go. Man, it was that bad, y'all. They messed up that bad for God to say, man, I regret doing this. See, God knows the future, but that was his heart, you know? You see, God is, is portraying some emotion here. It's okay for us to have emotion because God, our God, has emotions. Amen. And he regretted it. But the Bible says that, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah and the flood. Hashtag wicked, 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 wicked. Y'all seen that play? It's downtown. Y'all didn't see it. Probably not. But the commercials are everywhere. Every time it comes up, it's just like, it's catchy. It's like, go see wicked, wicked, wicked. I'm just like. God, I actually want to see wicked, 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 you know. But I never saw it, but hashtag wicked. That's how bad they were. God wanted to wipe them out. Dang. You get it that bad that God says you're done. See you later. I'm through with you. Even the animals. Yeah, you're done. See you later. That's bad. Moving on. We find ourselves to Abraham. And I love this because... You know, Abraham, in the beginning of the Bible, a lot of, the gen a lot of Genesis records Abraham's uh, um, promises, or rather the covenant that God made with Abraham. And you guys got to know this. Like where we come from, the Christian faith, yeah, it's, it starts with Jesus, with God. But there was a man who, who stood out in faith and said, man, you know what? God, I want you to use me. As a matter of fact, it actually talks about that Abraham, his father was a pagan. His father wasn't worshiping God. And God comes to Abraham 
and says, hey, listen, I want you to leave your land. I want you to leave your, your home. I want you to leave your father and go to a land where I will show you and I will bless you. Here's God coming to Abraham, and he's just like, okay, all right, God, whatever you want. It could have been probably in his dreams or in his mind, like, am I thinking that? No, no, no. He knew he had an encounter with God, and he had a choice. And, and so this is the guy that God uses. The Bible calls him the father of the faith because he's the first one to say, man, God, I'm having faith that you're going to use me and do things in my life to do what you want here on this earth. So Abraham, here he goes. God promises him that he's going to have a son. God promises him he's going to be a nation. And God even says it like this. God's very dramatic, but he's never like, you know, not lying. He goes like, Abraham, I want you to step outside your tent. You know, because they had tents. They didn't have motels or hotels. They didn't have cars, RVs, nothing like that. So he gets out of his tent. And he tells Abraham, Abraham, listen up. I want you to look up. See here in the city, when we look up at nighttime, what do we see? No, you don't. Who says stars? You don't see stars. I wish I could see stars. I don't see nothing. I look up, all I see is clouds and like street lights, right? You see the moon. Yeah. You know, I had the chance of being out sort of like Bufu where there's like really no big like trees or no, rather buildings. You know, no city type of feel, so no gas and things like that getting in the way. And we were out there in Carlinville for camp and we played volleyball one night, like 1 o'clock in the morning, so it was like really dark outside. You just got to look up. You're just like, wow, you, that's a sight we can't see in Chicago. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. I'm talking to one of the guys. Man, that's so awesome. And so think about it. Like literally, if you were to go camping, maybe you go out of the city, and you're at nighttime, and you look up at the sky, you will see all the beautiful lights. You'll see stars upon stars. I mean, on a really clear night. I mean, it's really beautiful. Then God tells Abraham, he's like, hey, everyone, get out of your tent. He's like, all right, God. And he gets out the tent, and um, he's like, Abraham, I want you to look up. All right, God, what you got? You play with me, and I look up, look up at the stars. All right, God, I'm looking. What do you got for me? Count the stars. Count the stars. All right. You sure count the stars, Abraham. Okay. One, two three, four, did I, five, I'm pretty sure, ah, oh, start all over, one, two, God, where's this going, he said, can you count them, can you count them, no, but I can, and he's like, God, what are you, what are you trying to say, see, as innumerable as the stars are, that's what your descendants will be, God tells him, like, listen, I'm going to bless you so much that your family is going to be huge because that's what you wanted. Like, what I'm telling you, I'm going to come through my word, and I'm going to let you know how much I'm going to come through. Count the stars. Can't count them. That's what your inheritance, that's what your descendants will be like. Whoa. And one of the, the things about that is Abraham was old. And, you know, if you know anything about the body, you know, after a certain age, bodily functions don't function as normal. And so telling an old guy like Abraham that you're going to have a kid, dude was a hundred when he had a kid. But even before waiting for a promise, I mean, it was almost impossible. And open with me to your Bibles to Genesis 12, verses 10 through 12. Genesis 12. Here we are. The story's painted so good. But even Abraham can make some dumb choices. Here we are, 
12, verses 10 through 12. And literally, this is what's happening. The call of Abraham. Genesis 12 is actually God calling Abraham. Listen, this is actually going to happen. I'm calling you out of your land. I'm going to bless you. Trust me. So Abraham leaves. I mean, he begins to operate in faith and does it. And then he gets to a point, I love this part of the story, where he's traveling and he comes across Egypt, okay? And there was Pharaoh. You guys know Pharaoh? That's like the equivalent of a king. And Pharaoh was the king of that land of Egypt. And Pharaoh, basically, if you're the king, you get whatever you want. And Abraham's traveling with his wife, Sarah, and they come across Egypt. And Pharaoh, lo and behold, Pharaoh catches eye of Sarah. And Pharaoh had the hots for Abraham's wife. You can just imagine, here's Abraham, he's old, he's getting there, he's, and here's his wife, all beautiful, all good looking, and she's walking with him, and people are probably looking, and then he catches the eye of Pharaoh, and Pharaoh's like, I want her. I always picture, now, I, now that I have a girlfriend, I kind of read it like me and Christina, I'm over here, like, walking, someone's like, no, no, but this is what happens here. Look, Genesis 12, verses 10 through 12. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. As he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife, Sarah, I know that you are a beautiful woman. I know what a beautiful woman you are. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but let you live. Say you are my sister, so that I will be treated well for your sake, and my life will be spared because of you. So literally, he's basically saying, man, you know what? I don't really trust that this is going to work out. I don't really trust that, man, God has everything under control, maybe the small, minute details. So I'm going to have to lie to Pharaoh. Like, say, you know what? When we come across this land, say that you're my sister. So that way people won't kill me just so that they can get to you. And what ends up happening, Pharaoh catches notice of her and basically takes her to be with him. And what God begins to do, you don't mess with God's people, especially Abraham. He's like, no, that ain't happening. God begins to put down a curse upon Pharaoh. But the Lord inflicted serious diseases on Pharaoh and his household because of Abraham's wife, Sarah. Somebody say, stupid. Abraham did not trust God completely. Maybe some of our choices, maybe we make dumb choices because we don't fully trust God that he has everything under control. Hashtag, not my wife. Abraham's like, that ain't my wife. No, no, she good. That's my sister. Why you got to lie? Many of us, we find ourselves in a lying kind of like place that most of our stupid choices is lying. Man, we don't want to face the truth and we'll do anything to escape it. So we lie. You ever told a lie before? Ever have to tell a lie to cover that lie? Ever find yourself getting into a habit of lying? And it isn't until somebody brings it to your attention, it's like, hey, why are you lying? That we sometimes even lie to ourselves thinking like, man, it's just this one time. But really, we've been in a whole kind of like pattern of lying. We're not trusting God. Hello? Hashtag, not my wife. Moving on. There's Moses. You read in the Bible that Moses made some choices. Moses was actually caught up in his own thing. Open up your Bibles with me to Exodus chapter 5, verse 1. And then hold your spot there. 
And let's open up to Exodus chapter 6, verse 1. Here we go. Exodus. You are working your word today. Exodus chapter 5, verse 1. So, many of you probably don't know this story. If you do, bless you. Just a quick overview. God's people from Abraham, God kept his word. God blessed Abraham. He had sons. They had sons. And the whole family grew. And they became a nation. Somebody say nation. Okay. So there were a lot of Israelites around the time. And so we get to a place where now the Israelites are in captivity. The Egyptians, they're basically lording over them, making them slaves. And we find ourselves here, and many of y'all know this story, where Moses is like, Pharaoh, let my people go. Growing up, there was a song that I remember that would help me remember that. Let's see if I can remember it. I got to get in character. Here we go. Ready? Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Oh, baby, let my people go. Hoo! Yeah, 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 yeah. That's vacation Bible school for y'all. But literally, that's how they taught us the Bible. You sing catchy songs like that, and you'll never forget it even when you're 24. Praise God. So Moses is coming up to Pharaoh, the king. He's like, hey, God says let his people go. Let them go. Let them go. Here it is. Exodus 5, verse 1, afterwards, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. Let them go. Exodus chapter 6, verse 1, this Pharaoh, let them go. No, he doesn't. Here we go. Exodus 6, verse 1, it says, then the Lord said to Moses, now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of his country. The person in this situation making a stupid decision is Pharaoh. Here it is. God says, let my people go. Pharaoh's like, uh-uh. Because of that, it's on. That's literally what happened. Pharaoh, that was a... Stupid decision, yeah. Hashtag, let my people go. Let them go. <laughs> in this story, there's actually two more that I want to get over, and then we'll close out in prayer. And I'm going to pick this up uh, next week. In this same story, talking about stupid decisions, Israel, all right? I love this part. See, God is doing crazy things. Things that if we were to see with our own eyes, we'd be just like, what? I mean, things like the plagues. Like locusts, I'm talking about God turning the, the, the Nile into blood. I'm not talking about food coloring, y'all. No, I'm talking about legitimate blood. Hello? Isn't that intense? God doing all these different things. And, um, you know, God was serious. God don't play. The God who created the heavens and the earth, you go up against him, you will not end well. All right? You will not end well. Just look at Pharaoh. Not so smart. But even so, the Israelites, God's people, having seen with their very own eyes what God did. I mean, wouldn't you guys get to yourselves like, man, God is so real. God is good. Like literally, God split the Red Sea. 
And the Israelite people were able to walk on the bottom of the floor. Literally, of the Red Sea. It wasn't a swamp. It wasn't, no, no, no. God split the Red Sea. And the people crossed right through it, unharmed. Y'all seen the Prince of Egypt? No? Rent it. Get it. If you haven't. Literally, in cartoons, it's, it's hard to explain kind of like what God did, but God did that. God is awesome. Here it is. Israel, having seen all that stuff, still, they got it wrong. Open up your Bibles to Exodus 32, verse 1. Exodus 32, verse 1. So this is, this is the backdrop of what's happening now, okay? You go from Adam and Eve, then you got Noah and the flood, then you get to Abraham. When you get to Abraham, you get to Moses, all right? And when you get to Moses, you get to some of these interesting stories. You got Pharaoh, let my people go. He didn't. That turned out bad for him. I mean, now Israel, here we are. Moses goes up to the mountains to get some laws. Y'all know him as the Ten Commandments, right? How many of y'all can say the Ten Commandments by heart right now? One, two, three. No, I don't want you guys to do it. I'm just, just raise your hand. Y'all about to say it like, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's like something else anyways. Here we go. Israel. Hey, you would think that after seeing all that God is doing, you get the idea like, man, I don't want to mess with God. Like what God has for me right now is I got to pay attention. Right? That's what they were saying. I got to listen up to what God is saying. Excuse me, if we can have these guys separated. Isaiah, can you sit to the back? Ricky, can you do me a favor? Sit up to the front. I apologize, guys, but I'm preaching. I take this more serious than what you guys are taking it. And if I have to have you guys move around, then we'll do that. Thank you. In closing, Israel making some mistakes, making some bad choices like we just saw, okay? Talking in service, not so fun, not so good, especially when the pastor has a mic and you're doing it right in front of him. But hey, you're in good company because Israel, they made some bad choices. Here they go getting to see God do all these different things, right? And Moses goes up to get the Ten Commandments to give the people some laws. And Moses comes down. And one of the Ten Commandments is do not have any idols before your God, right? And, and what do they do? Moses comes down and they're building a golden calf. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, chapter 32 of Exodus, they gathered, gathered around Aaron and said, come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Here they go. Basically doing the things that God doesn't want them to do. God's own people. Man. And in closing, Moses, we get to another story. In that same timeline, Moses is still around and the people are complaining. Man, you think like... They'd learned their lesson after making some mistakes, after saying to themselves, like, man, you know what? We've seen God be faithful to us time and time again. He's done crazy things. Like, man, some of the things in between that God has done 
for the people I'm not even getting to, but just trust me when I say it, God comes through on behalf of his people. And here we are, we get to a point where now Moses himself, the leader, the guy who's supposed to be the one demonstrating what it is to follow God, to be an example, be the leader, he even finds himself at a place where he's not listening to God, where he makes a stupid decision. In Numbers chapter 20, verses 8 and 10 through 12, I'm just give you the story. The people were complaining. Nothing new. They were saying to themselves, man, you know, we had it better in Egypt. Why are we here? Why did God bring us out to this place? It doesn't make sense. And they were complaining. And God told Moses, listen, Moses, I want you to go to the rock. This is, this is a miracle. I want you to go to the rock, and I want you to speak to the rock. And from the rock, living waters would come so that the people can have something to drink. Wait, God, you want me to speak to the rock, and from the rock, water's going to come out? Yeah. All right, God. So Moses goes up there, and the people, as Moses is doing all this, they're complaining, like, what's God going to do now? What's he have? Moses gets so frustrated, check this out, that instead of listening to God fully and speaking to the rock, God said, speak to the rock. Moses takes his staff, tired as heck, he's like, forget this, and slaps the rock. It strikes the rock, and water comes out anyways, and the people had water. But because Moses did not fully listen, was obedient to the very detail what God has said. God told Moses, you will not go and inherit the land that I promised. You can only just see it, but you will not inherit. You will not live. You will die before you guys get in there. I mean, God, was it that serious? God, are you really going to make him miss out on the thing that he was leading the people because he didn't follow you to the T? It's that serious. Sometimes we don't realize that, man, God, he loves us. He has grace for us in our mistakes. But it's his way. We've got to remind ourselves, we serve a God, not our buddy. I'll get to your, I'll get to obedience. I'll get to the holiness thing in a little bit, God. Man, I'll, I'll get to, you know, not lying. I'll get to that a little later. Man, I'll, I'll get to, like, controlling my thoughts and not thinking uh, about this, having perverse thoughts and, and having these mindsets and thinking like, I'll get to that later, later, God. I mean, you got grace for me. I can go to church and get it right, right? Moses missed out on the very thing he was leading the people to because he didn't follow God to the point, to the T. God said, speak. Moses struck the rock. God said, that's it. You're not getting in. Can God be that serious? Yes. See, I love, the, I love the stories like this because it reminds us that God's not playing around. You know? He's not. And as much as I love God and having fun and, and doing things around in youth and, and saying, man, you know what, let's have some fun. We've got to realize who we're serving here. And let that help and influence some of the choices that you're making. When you're with friends, when you're by yourselves, so you don't make up, you don't end up making bad choices. Guys, make sure that you're following God to the T, not your way, how you want to serve God, but how God says. Okay? What is God calling you to? You know? Hey, God's calling you to break up that relationship because that's not going anywhere. And, you know, really it's leading to more perversion, to more temptation and, God's calling you to break up. You know, maybe God's calling you to get, you know, be clean. Come up and tell somebody, hey, man, I've, I've been lying this entire time. I told you that I don't, 
do this with my girlfriend, but I do. Or, man, I tell you that I don't lie, but I, I lie to my parents. And, man, I tell you that I I don't watch pornography, but I, I struggle. And some of you guys got to come out. And God is saying, man, listen to me to the T, because if you do, you'll be blessed. In closing, would you stand to your feet? I don't want to end it off in, like, this weird, awkward place where we're just like, is he mad at me? I make stupid decisions, so what do I do? I believe there's grace for people here in this place who are sincere and genuine and say, man, God, listen, I, I make some mistakes. Man, I, I want this week, maybe you can get some music in the back, some live music. Maybe, you, Lawrence, you can help them out. We're going to have a time of prayer. We're going to have a time of prayer. And... um you know, even even youth pastors are not exceptions to this. I make some dumb choices, okay? And this is what we're going to do. We have a whole bunch of people in the Bible whose stories are put out there that we can learn from. We can learn from Adam and Eve. We can learn from Noah. We can learn from Abraham, Moses, Pharaoh, Israel, right? We can learn from their stupid choices, looking at the consequences and saying, man, you know what, that's, that's not me. I don't want to do that. Or maybe you're in this place and you're living that life and God's calling you to stop. Come on, with all eyes closed in this place, you can hold the music. Man. We're, just pause it and then I'll have you play it just a little bit. With all eyes closed in this place, this is what I want. And we're going to close like this. We're going to take the next 10 minutes and we're going to pray. And I don't want this time to go by just because we're praying and, you know, everybody's going to sleep or do their own thing, text. I want you guys focused in on God. With all eyes closed, some of you guys, the choices that you make, you still don't realize maybe some of the friendships that you're having influence you in a, in a wrong way. Maybe you're going to have to go back and check some of your friendships. Maybe you're going to have to evaluate some of the things that you have as priorities in your life. Maybe some of those things are, are leading to a place where, like, it's making you choose between God or the thing. And God always comes first. He always comes first. So with all eyes closed in this place, I want to pray for you first, and then I'm going to release you to pray. And then you're going to have a heart-to-heart -heart with God. You're going to say, God, where have I gone wrong? God, help me. I can't do this without you. He's the best part. See, all those guys made mistakes. They were pretty bad, you know? And I, I mean, some of the, the foolish things that they would do, it's just like, man, I would never do that. We do that today in different ways. So with just one heart and just one, one mind in this place, we just come before you, God, and we, we pray, God, and we ask you for your forgiveness and your grace. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you come and you bring conviction to every heart. God, so that no person here would say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm well off without God. I can do this. I'm fine. But God, that you would show us the error in our ways. You would show us the folly in our mindset and our thinking and how we think we can do things without you. God, even that thinking is stupid. God, we ask you, God, that you turn us from our folly, our foolishness, and bring us towards wisdom. God, so we don't make the same choices. God, I pray for every student here that's about to evaluate relationships. God, I pray that they'll be honest to themselves and more importantly to you. 
God, when you tell them, hey, don't do that, don't do this, do that, God, that they would listen and pray that, God, you would, you would do that now. That, God, they wouldn't have to go search or have to, like, really do anything. God, that you would tell them right now. And that, God, they can leave here with a peace understanding. I know what I have to do because I don't want to be stupid anymore. And God's already shown me what I need to do. And God, I pray for the strength for them to do those things. So this is what we're going to pray, and God's going to speak directly to you. For some of you guys who are seeking after God, God's going to do it, okay? All right? And when he tells you something, guys, write it down, you know? Remember it. Put it somewhere. And this week, I want you to be challenged. Like, man, God told me this, and I got to do that. In closing, God, we pray for every student, God. Guard their heart. Father, lead them towards righteousness. Lead them towards your son, Jesus. In your son's mighty name we pray. Amen. Here we go. Take the next 10 minutes right now. Find a place in this sanctuary. And just begin to pray. Amen. Just begin to pray. Have a heart to heart with God. Amen. You can put the music on.